Welcome to the November edition of the Simple Farms LLC podcast. I'm Lori Boyer. Scott Scheimer is joining me. He is the creator and the founder of the Simple Farms LLC app, which is a margin analysis tool that we will be talking about. He's also a farmer in Cheyenne Wells, Colorado. And Scott, last time we talked here in our farm update, you were working on harvest. Where are you at on that now? We're still in it, but we do see light at the end of the tunnel. So we are in Milo right now and couple more days, we should have it wrapped up. And what else do you need to get done on the farm before winter? We're actually going to try and plant a little more rye. We sure like to have some moisture first. We planted rye about a month ago and we've got no moisture. So I guess it won't make any difference if we plant it now. And then on your Milo, where do you take it to? What do you do with it? This year, we are taking it all to the elevator directly. I didn't want to store it. We stored a lot of corn this year. We're going to try and play that game. I know we're not alone in that aspect. But uh, we took all of it to Weskin Grain down south of Cheyenne Wells, down around the Sheridan Lake area. Anything else you're planting, Scott? No, that's it. That's it. We will be getting out there with the sprayers as soon as the combines are parked and uh, start putting our pre-emergent down and some little bit of fertilizer for next year's corn, milo, and millet. Scott, are you trying anything new for next year? No, not yet. We're still going to meet with our seed suppliers. We've been so busy with fer- with harvest. We had had a dialogue with Green Cover about possibly doing buckwheat with them, but I know nothing about it. We'll reach out to some producers that have done it, and we'll kind of move forward from there. I don't know if we'll do it this next year or not, but we'll have a discussion. What is drawing your interest in buckwheat? Just diversity, Lori. Anything. You look at these commodity markets, if we can get into some sort of niche and have value added and go direct to the user, there's a little value in it. And if we can do the job, we've got our own harvest equipment, our own storage facility, anything to do a little value added as opposed to just being on the general commodity market. That is one crop I have not covered before, Scott. I assume it's considered a cover crop then? That's what their interest is in it. It's just part of their cocktail mix. And then is there certain varieties for Eastern Colorado or is that something you think about when planting that? Uh, We'll definitely have a dialogue about it and see what other individuals in their regions have done with it. Try to match regions that match ours or our soil type. You know, it's a bit of a gamble. It's kind of like the rye, what varieties we've done. We dabbled in a few different varieties and then selected the ones for this year that worked really well last year. You know, there's never a guarantee. Always a little risk management and diversity. And Scott, how are things going with the app? Are people inputting information now that harvest is pretty much wrapped up? Yes, they are. It's been exciting. We've had dialogues with customers on uh, looking at different analysis. Talked to one individual yesterday and he was excited. He looked at his operation a little different in the analysis. Basically, his statement was, is, I'm learning and I'm doing some tricks and some angles that fit my dynamic better than what I've seen what you guys have done. And I love that. I love learning from other customers and how they look at themselves. We're also having a dialogue with Locus. Maybe we can assist with Simple Farms, helping them use our platform to do the carbon market a little better as far as tracking data. And okay. uh, so we just had a dialogue yesterday, and we're going to move forward and see what we can do on that end. Simplify the process for everyone. <laughs> and I know you just had the dialogue, so this might be a premature question, but it was the topic or the discussion on that information that you would input in the Simple Farms done being streamlined right into Locus Ag? Oh, I'd love to. We'll we'll see how it works. Again, it's just the beginning of the dialogue. Pie in the sky, yeah. We just use our platform directly and 
filter the data they're requiring right out of it. We've been doing the carbon market for three years now, and uh, it's a data redundancy. There's a few different outliers, but we've even had discussion with our development team about adding those in to simplify it for us ourselves. Sounds like a very interesting and mutually beneficial collaboration then. You know, it's a development and updates in the programs. We're constantly doing it and constantly investing in Simple Farms, making it simpler and new programs, but also simplifying the old parts of the program. And pretty excited this winter. A big part of the process is really simplifying how people set their farms up just to get the beginning going. That's in a few places where you have to hold hands to get going on that end. And we want to make that much simpler. As far as other updates that you have made to the app, we have talked about the Google Maps edition. How is that going? It's good. We uh, met with the team here about two weeks ago and we're cleaning up. It's, it's a lot of detail in it. We basically set it up where when you plant a field for each year, you can represent corn as a color yellow. And when you plant it for the year 2023, it'll be yellow. What we've run into is the colors we're overlaying for multiple years. So we're trying to have it where the calendar selects. So if you want to look back at 21 and that field was planted, the millet was purple. You see that visually in there and then clicking on the map itself, whatever field you're looking at, you can just touch that and it'll disclose all the inputs on that field. And then you can filter it down to each year. So you can look at what you've done to that field each year. Just gets better and better, doesn't it? I'm trying to simpler and simpler. That's the goal. And uh, visual is a big aspect. It's a big aspect for me and I think a lot of people. And so we really want to put a lot of visual features into the program. Where are you at on adding livestock into the program? Always yet, Lori. Traction's a big deal. We need customers and revenue. And then that allows that. We keep adding partners. We keep adding features like what we're talking with Locus about. That accelerates that, obviously. We still have that question, but uh, it'll be a couple of years probably. Are there any other common questions that people are asking you right now as they're trying to input data here towards the end of the year? You know, some of the questions are just ideas of how we could simplify the program. A lot of people, I'm the same way, I'll input an operation and days later, or I'll actually do an operation in the field and days later actually input it into the program. We want to make it more visual. You can change the dates and everything, but it's a little deeper in the analysis and we want to simplify that. So we get some input from that. Other than that, we've got customers too. I think the funnest part is the ones that have been with us for two or three years and are getting deep into the program and have a lot of years of analysis and are really getting an amazing perspective on their operation. And it's making it easier for them to forecast forward what we're anticipating for this coming year. And they can just carry a lot of that information forward to start making these decisions of what we're going to do for this next year, especially when we look at these commodity prices and we're all getting dry again, you know, it's making our margins really tough. Where are we going to be at? Are we going to actually yield or we need to look at our insurance levels a little harder? That's a good point. We haven't talked a whole lot about insurance levels with regard to the app. Is that something you also can put in there as insurance information? Absolutely. What I do is I, in the program, I have a location where I can structure all the different levels both enterprise, option unit, and then the percentage levels. And then we just plug in the premiums and then we run different analysis based on the insurance levels and compare that to what our anticipated input costs are along with our anticipated production if we have any and run those scenarios. It just gives us perspective. You know, it's not the crystal ball. Scenarios can change in a week. It definitely gives us perspective when it's time to make those decisions. Absolutely. 
And how has it helped you personally on your farm then? Like, could you share an example? You know, I think the biggest thing is there's so many variables and we plug in numbers as it gets to the point. There's a lot of those variables we just don't even look at anymore. We just know you've done it enough. You start to just know what you're expecting. And so you don't have to get so deep into looking at yourself. It becomes a little more natural making decisions with very few analysis on it. But it is fun. We have a new lease with the landlord and we just finished harvest. So I ran scenarios on different lease structures we would have, could have done with them. And how would that have worked out relative to what we did do? That's another way to look at ourselves. Okay. That's another good point. Yeah. Putting your lease information in there. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's a share crop or a cash rent or a hybrid flex lease. And then what the markets have done to us and the production levels of had we had done it a different way. And, you know, of course, government payments affect that tremendously relative to whether you're a share crop or a cash rent. So we just run those scenarios over and over. It just gives us perspective. And it's like playing a game. I tell everybody it's like playing a game. You know, you play a game the first time you analyze it. It's difficult, but as you do it more and more, you find the shortcuts, the angles, the tricks, and then you become more natural at the game. And it's the same thing with Simple Farms. Scott, is there anything else you would like to talk about with regard to the app, which is a margin analysis tool? I would just keep pushing updates. Uh, we're getting ready to hit the road. We'll be in Kearney, Nebraska next week for their farm show. Then on simplefarms.ag, our webpage, Julie lists all the shows we'll be at throughout the year. We'll go to communities, individuals, meet with them on the program, help them out, help anybody out, anybody new. And we're still the individuals that help people out individually. We're personable and here to help. Are you still doing some Zoom demonstrations as well? That's correct. That's a good question. We'll continue to do those. We typically do them Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and just leave it open for anybody that wants to jump on and we assist with questions and uh, new people want to see the program and we just share it on board here, help people out, show the program. Going back to talking about the farm now in the past, you and I have talked about some other things that you are doing. And one of those is adding livestock back into the operation. Is that still what you're doing? Yeah, we've got about 500 head out on stocks right now that we're doing cattle care for pretty easy street right now with the weather not having to worry about breaking ice or feeding cattle because of the weather. <laughs> well, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> Have you increased the number of cattle then? No, right now we're holding steady at that. We'll, we'll see how things go this year. Uh, residue management is big. So we're just want to be real careful that we don't overgraze anything. We want to keep as much residue out there, but just get the good out of it. Move the herds on. Right now, that's where we're at on that end. And our other livestock, the shrimp, we just ordered another batch in to start growing. And we've been marketing our early batch here. I think we're on customer about number 40 on our waiting list. So we're getting down our list and getting customers satisfied with the shrimp. Have you increased the amount of customers on shrimp? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think our waiting list is over 75 people now. Yeah. People keep asking from further and further away. It's been fun. Well, that's it's good. It's nice to have the demand. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, I know you and I've talked about this before, but remind me, when do you actually harvest the shrimp? We are right now. So we go into each tank and about every other week we pull out a group. They're not growing evenly. So we just keep picking out the big ones. So we're satisfying about five to 10 pounds every couple of weeks. And, wow. Uh, I think we'll just keep doing that here. We've got the new batch coming in and we're just going to kind of keep rolling a cycle. We've got 10 tanks. So we just kind of thin them down, move them along. 
Like moving cattle through a pen. <laughs> like moving cattle through a pen. <laughs> what causes them to not grow evenly? I think the uniformity of our feeding. I think the numbers in the tanks. Uh, we're learning on that end. We feel like we've got a real good balance on our feeding end, just availability and the number of shrimp in there. So they're competing. But we find if we overfeed, we start to slug the system with too much what's called bioflock. It's pretty bracket. Our filtration system can't hold up. So we slow off our feeding, but we seem to be holding up all right. The big ones, we get them out before they start beating up the little ones. And then a couple of weeks later, the medium size are the big ones. And it's been working so far. It's been a lot of fun, too. It's like fishing in a, a barrel. Uh, it's pretty easy to pick them off, and it's kind of fun. Customers come and watch you come and help us do it. And they have a good time doing it as well. That's good. That's good. And then are you breeding your own as well at this point? No, we purchase them from a breeder. So they show up to us in the mail, 12 days old. So about half the size of a mosquito. So they show up and we put them in their nursery tank. And then once they grow up in that 60 days later, we move them into a growing tank. So that's kind of the cycle we're doing right now. Do you have plans to get into the shrimp breeding business at all? No, not right now. We got enough going on, Lori. <laughs> Pretty easy to buy from this gentleman down in Texas, and he's very helpful. Do they get shipped through the mail, or do you haul them like in tank water tanks? Yeah, they're shipped through the mail. They come in a little cooler, just a bag injected with CO2, and uh, they're about half the size of mosquitoes, so we get 3,000, 4,000 of them. And it's just like a little dark layer in the bottom of the bag. It's amazing. When they arrive, are most of them alive? Yeah, it's so hard to count. We're talking 4,000 and they're so itty bitty. They're sure active when we pour them into the tank. In our count here, when we come to harvest, it looks like we're harvesting about 80 to 90%. When we get this next batch done, we'll definitely have a solid count. So right now we're expecting about 80% survival rate. Scott, anything else you want to mention or share with us today? I think the biggest end is uh, all the companies we've been doing business with on the biological end. We're very impressed again. We've really backed off our synthetic fertilizers. And here we are out at harvest in some pretty tough acres. And we had really good early rains, but come July, August, it just turned hot and dry. We still ended up with good plant health, good yields, and high quality grain, still good test weights. So I think that's a testament to really working hard on our soil biology, really trying hard to be more of a no-till and residue management operation. And I think those are big successes and shout outs to the partners that we're working with on all those aspects. Scott, when do you actually start measuring carbon and start collecting that data? So the company's out right now, they're going across our ground, doing the soil scans, getting the analysis. So they'll provide to us the Haney test along with they take the data for all the operations we've done through the year and combine that with the Haney test and some other aspects. And that gives them with their formula carbon sequestering format. Do you have any plans of increasing participation in the carbon program? Yes, we're still adding acres to the operation, some new lease structures with some new people, and we'll add those acres in if they give us the blessing on their end. All right, Scott, thank you so much for joining me here today. Absolutely, Lori. We're going to go out and finish up harvest and kind of relax for a winter here. Safe harvest to you and all of your staff. Well, thank you very much. And you have a great Thanksgiving. 
Okay, you do the same. Again, Scott Scheimer, he is the creator and the founder of the Simple Farms LLC app, a margin analysis tool available. And that website, I always like you to say it, Scott, is at simplefarms.ag. Thanks for joining us on the podcast here today. I'm Lori Boyer.